0: Vocal vision. In this podcast, we talked about a bold stand. Unapologetically expressing yourself by emotionally anchoring and knowing how to say no. So, today's topic or topics to discuss are as such. As I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the top four and then I'm going to give you the surprise at the end and then we talk about that surprise. Wow. Yeah, it's always fun that way. Uh, So, Unit Four. We're talking about taking a bold stand, unapologetically expressing yourself, Mm. being a presenter. And how to present. Okay. Getting jobs. Yeah. So how to get the right job.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And then we'll talk about setting up social media, essentially just how to promote yourself. And then I've got, uh, I've got a last one that I'll, I'll throw it out to you and see how you just roll with it at that point. All right. Okay. All right. These levels are horrible. Horrible I tell you This is so unacceptable, but we're we're gonna go with it. We're going with it. Okay. I mean why not? Okay. Okay. Taking a bold stand. So today in our conversation of voice presentation for performance, dealing with the oral, the written ideas that were being given, and then of course the nonverbal cues. That we're dealing with how do we take a bold stand and unapologetically express ourselves
1: how do we take a bold stand and unapologetically express ourselves there's a lot of people in the last several years five to ten years who have become very popular And I think they've all done it somewhat through this kind of method. You know, when we look at what's happening with Instagram, with YouTube, with people promoting themselves on social media, that's kind of what we see where if you think back to like 10 years ago, at that time, there was no money on YouTube. People were just making YouTube videos because they wanted to. Now, a lot of YouTube content was just people uploading actual professional content, music videos, movies, TV shows but people just started posting their daily lives people started doing vlogs people started posting their gameplays or their their music that they'd written or their cover songs and for a lot of people who were posting you know maybe video game gameplays or daily vlogs that's kind of what they did they took an unapologetic stance they were like hey this is me with my low quality camera, my low quality mic. I don't have a script. I don't have any special lighting. I'm actually in my bedroom where I live with my parents. And what's up everyone, here's today's video. And you know, I think a lot of people, especially people who are, you know, more professional or experienced in the industry at the time, kind of looked down on that and laughed it and said, oh, come on, this is not, this is not real content. This is not gonna go anywhere but actually taking a bold stance and saying this is me and I'm sharing a bit of my life and my personality today and I think it's enough I think that's the main key point of it is saying you know what I think what I have to offer at this moment is enough it's enough that I'm going to go ahead and offer it I'm not going to sit here and hide in my room and practice for another 10 years and then offer it I'm just going to start offering what I have right now this is who I am this is where I'm at oh, sorry, I messed this up, I messed that up, the camera's shaky, this cut out, my cat came in in the middle, and they unapologetically just posted it anyway. And to a lot of people's surprise, at least to my surprise, and probably to a lot of the big networks' surprise, people were like, yeah, we're we're down with this. You're using a cheap mic, you're using a regular webcam, you don't have any editing, you don't have any music, it's just you in your bedroom, like, yeah. People bought into it, like, this is authentic i like this guy's personality i like the topic he's obviously you know when you get people who are very passionate about what they're doing maybe this is their hobby they've been doing this for a long long time and so they're deeply knowledgeable about these things and they can talk about it from a very authentic perspective and especially when things like youtube and instagram started becoming popular at that time we were very used to watching professional presenters and this is kind of a knock against my own industry right here is you know you've got a person who their profession is speaking and they're good at delivering things and so they're probably speaking from a script that they're maybe just reading right off the cuff or they very quickly had to prepare because of budgets and instead you have people who deeply deeply understand this topic and they're just speaking from the heart and so they have a lot to say and they're very passionate about it and they can be very consistent about it and so we get this person who's just saying, hey, this is me, this is what I'm excited about. And who knew 10 years ago that kids playing video games in their bedroom could become a multi million dollar industry, which at this point has now, in a lot of cases, eclipsed what's considered professional sports. So kids playing games in their bedroom has now become a profession for some of these people. And some of them may have 90,000 live viewers for some of these live streams. So there's actually more people watching professional gaming now or online gaming than who are watching all other professional sports combined, except Uh. for American football. And it's all started from this of just unapologetically taking a stance of like, hey, this is me and I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to present it as best as I can.
0: Yeah, you're right. There are people that didn't see that as something that was worth doing especially the, the people that were in the industry because you weren't making money from it.
1: Yeah. There was no money originally. There was no advertising originally. And in one sense, the industry did know about this. If you look at professional sports, they often have a history of having two commentators for every game. And you have one guy who's usually a former athlete or former trainer and the other guy who's more of a professional speaker. And so, you know, you'll have, you'll have the one guy, you know, he's probably reading the stats off the screen. Oh, this is John Jones here. He's got 17 knockouts. He came out of Cal State. And then what do you think, Terry? And Terry's like, oh, you know, John's, he's the, you know, you hit him in the rib and he'll elbow you in the eye. You know, he's got that character because he's been there. He's seen it. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember in my day, you know, like we used the blood to mop up the floor, you know. And, and so, <laughs> like, in one sense, this kind of mixture of a professional presenter and a real presenter who's got life experience um has actually been present but now we've seen a lot more of that where people are really just bringing themselves to things and we see a lot of it with uh in in asia we call them key kols key opinion leaders people call them influencers where more and more big companies are not looking to just hire models or hire actors they want to hire people who have their own audience
0: yeah so if you're setting yourself up to unapologetically be authentic Do you just say anything? Is that what this is about? I'm in my room here. My mom cooked me the greatest pasta tonight. Thank you, Ma.
1: A lot of people do.
0: And I don't care if you don't like the fact that my mom only cooks pasta. I love my mom's pasta. But, like, you're talking about... What are you talking about? You're just, like... (laughs)
1: I think the lesson that's, that's come out in the last few years is that almost anything that you want to do, there is an audience for it, mm. strangely enough. So, you know, I may personally not watch that video or a lot of other videos, but there's a lot of things out there that have a huge following that may not be something that I would have thought would be interesting. But there are a lot of people who are interested in it. Mm. And especially now we're, we're seeing this. We may have talked about this before where we're getting communities that are now gathering based on interests and ideology instead of geography and that's what's happening a lot more so if in the entire world the entire internet world there's 500 or a thousand people who are interested in this pasta only mom you know those people can now connect and there's another thing they talk about recently where like having one thousand true followers or 10,000 true followers versus a mass of followers. You know, if, if you had a 1,000 people and they gave you $100 each, right? That's where it starts to really come together and become something big. So in these days, whatever it is that your thing is, you may be able to find a market for it. You just need to find those people and put it out there.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're saying it's okay to take a bold stand, even if it's just about your mom's pasta, because you can niche yourself into... Well, what it is that you do that people are going to like you for?
1: Strangely enough, I think my answer is yes. (laughs) Strangely enough.
0: So um, I guess this this ties into the the next statement, but I'm going to read something here that I got about emotional anchoring, um, which is how to say no for certain things uh it's something that we had talked about previously just in terms of you know is this something that works for you and if it's not know that or know that you're not the person for that and don't just take the job because you want to take the job you may actually get hired for the job and not be you and then you get fired later on down the line there's a lot of more heartbreak that would end up being the case and so as we move forward in this conversation with being a presenter or getting a job uh, even setting up you know your how to promote yourself um, there's this one phrase, and I've read, we've read this before, but I really want to get your opinion on it now, on emotional anchoring, um, where you can express yourself and where you come from unapologetically, um, but also know that you're connecting to an emotional feeling, and at this stage, it's either this is going to work out or this is not going to work out, and I'm fine with it either way, but to be able to to be able to say that without going, you know, and and uh, screw you for not liking my mom's pasta, then you could just unsubscribe, or I'm gonna block you, or those types of things, um, or even in a job interview, you know what I mean? Oh, fine, you don't like the way my voice was. Well, then don't don't ever call me again, or yeah, I mean we're going extremes on some of these things. But uh, I just want to get your opinion on when somebody says something like this. So, David. Hmm. You're not going to like this. Okay. Uh, but this this isn't working for me. Mm. You know, we've tried three or four of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just afraid I can't do it anymore. Okay. Well, screw you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to unsubscribe you. This is my fear. This is what I knew was going to happen. I'm not finished. Oh. Okay. The problem is that I like you. And I like the stuff that we've done together. I really appreciate the past three episodes, you know. Um, but and I would like nothing better at this point to, to continue. But at this time, my goal was to have a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you know, to reserve our relationship as a positive memory. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say we're done.
1: Wow. Um, is this a hypothetical, or should I actually leave? <laughs>
0: so let's say I use my voice to emotionally anchor, and I'm like unapologetically expressing to you that like, mm. you know, this was great. It's not. It's not working out. Mm. You laughed in the middle of this, and I'm I'm not sure how I would have taken that in reality. I, I wouldn't laugh in reality. Uh, I, if it was really <laughs> happening, I don't think I would laugh. But let's say I was presenting this option yeah. to you. How you know? How does somebody say this to somebody? Wow. Without being laughed at. No, you won't.
1: I don't think anyone would laugh if it was really happening. Uh, yeah. (laughs) You know, sometimes people laugh when they're uncomfortable, you know, so it's a pretty intense thing to hear. And that's why I laugh because it's quite a funny situation to observe, you know, because as you tell it to me, I'm imagining it happening, but not to me, which makes it quite funny, you know, uh,
0: you're like hy- hypothetically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're when you're on the airplane. Sometimes you watch those videos called just for laughs, and they they prank people, and annoying or really awkward things happen, and it's very funny because it's not happening to you, and uh, the people aren't really happy either until they point to the camera right, right. and say, ah, yeah, "It's just a I'm joke," and then they laugh. Oh, it's not actually happening to me. It's fine. My baby wasn't actually abducted. Oh. Oh wow,
0: feels so much better now.
1: So, uh, I don't let's start from the first part when you talk about emotional anchoring is that same as like emotional grounding because when you say emotional anchoring I kind of thought of being like sort of attached to a certain feeling or trying to attach two two things together like kind of like uh you know maybe coca-cola is sort of anchored to the idea of summer and fun
0: mm-hmm. or that
1: kind of emotional anchoring but I think I think The word I would use, I'm not sure if you mean what I would define as emotional grounding, where like maybe upsetting events or news you weren't expecting or an outcome you were not wanting hits you or lands on you, not having your emotions shaken in in a very strong way. Is that what you mean when you say emotional anchoring? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with emotional anchoring. I'm still laughing about, the, about being, being kicked out of the podcast. <laughs> so I heard a great quote one time. This is a long time ago, and I don't remember where this came from, but it was when I was first in acting school or first starting as an actor. And, and the advice, and this comes back to me quite often, they said, you know, our job as an actor or as an artist... Is just to make the work not to judge the work so like oh you know is your work good is your work bad are you a good performer that's not my position to say if you're if you're really an artist your job is just to take what's inside of you and share it with the world as best as you can in the most authentic way that you possibly can and some people like it some people don't and I actually I heard another quote about this quite recently. It was from it was from either a very famous musician or a very famous designer. I I think it was it was it was a musician and he talked about, you know, playing to the audience and writing new music for what they've what they wanted based on what you wrote before. And he said, you know, it's a very dangerous thing to start. You know, you write a few songs and you find the one that's most popular, so then you start to write your other music based on that. And this This is a very successful tactic for a lot of things food you know maybe customer satisfaction surveys they would prefer this so we update the software in this way and that way but as an artist this is a very dangerous path to start to go down with movies with music if you're creating something you start to create by committee where instead of getting one strong vision from an artist who really wanted to express something we start to get this bland watered down product that's now A homogenized thing created by a thousand people putting a thousand ideas in and then we end up with a cup of water is what we we finally have in the end but when we i'm getting a bit off topic here let's go back to the emotional anchoring i think it's it's very important to just do what we think is best and put out what we think is best of course take people's opinions into consideration continuously learn new things ultimately you have to follow your heart and you have to follow your own decisions and do what you think is best and you need to put that out there and do something that you feel good about and if you feel that you are creating something you feel good about if you feel it's authentically you if you feel at the same time you're being respectful of other people and their boundaries then you should just proceed as you are and if people feel that they don't like it or they don't want to participate in anymore there is a way to react and Of course we're talking about being authentic so you should react however you want but if I were to make a suggestion probably the way to react that will best benefit you and the best benefit to the people around you is think of yourself like a light like a little bit of sunshine or a bright light shining on something bringing warmth and light and energy and if certain people or a certain situation they are not enjoying the way that you are providing something You don't need to send anything negative their way you you don't need to have any negative reaction you don't need to have any anger you don't need to have any resentment there may not be anything wrong with you it's just different people like different things at certain times you know maybe one person wants to have some sweet chocolate ice cream and someone else wants some spicy noodles it doesn't mean one is bad or good this is just two different things that people want in two different times so In that situation, I think one of the best ways you could react is just simply focus on other things. Move your energy and your light onto a place where it will be more well-received. So you don't have to have any negative feelings. Say, okay, this is not what you're looking for right now. I will continue to be myself and focus my energy on places where it will be more well received and it will be more useful and beneficial because there are probably a lot of people out there who would love to hear more about my mom's pasta. And so I'm going to find those people and deliver it to them. And so I think that would be my best effort is to some extent, you know, in a professional context, you want to develop industry standard skills and meet market needs. But at the same time, as an artist, especially on more personal relationships or something about your personality, as much as possible, you want to bring your authentic self in a way that's respectful to other people.
0: In this podcast, we talked about a bold stand unapologetically expressing yourself by emotionally anchoring and knowing how to say no. You'd mentioned before, if it doesn't work for you, know that so that you don't move down a path that maybe will take you off your course. So for this next action, I want you to review Unit 3 Next Actions, Wants, Needs, and expect. And then say no to anything that doesn't match this week. Essentially, I want you to say no to at least three things that don't line up with what you want, need, or expect. I want you to write those things down that you said no to and why you said no to them. Unapologetically, express by emotionally anchoring and saying no. What are you thinking?
1: This one is going to take a lot of courage and a lot of bravery. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer you about this.
0: <laughs> I, I was kind of expecting that. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the initial
1: joke that came to mind. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to... Inside, I thought of saying that joke, and then I told myself, no. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and let me write down why I said no. Um because the path we're going is for me to share this knowledge with you guys. And if I said no to answering you, then I wouldn't be sharing it with you. And we're here to share because sharing is caring. I feel it. No, this one takes a lot of bravery for your personal life and for your professional life, especially if you're someone who's just trying to start out in a field, if you're looking for a new job, if you're a freelancer, where you're continuously looking for jobs and when something comes in, you may not get a lot of offers. Sometimes you may get a lot of offers in one week and they're all at the same time and you can't take them all and then afterwards you have nothing. When it rains, it pours in this industry or maybe sometimes it never pours. It's just always trickling and it's very hard to say no to certain things because you may be struggling to survive or you may just be struggling to get your name out there and get more well known in the industry and if you say no to someone, they may not call you again or they they may even tell other people not to work with you. So From a professional standpoint, to say no, this is going to take some courage. And it may even be you've already accepted a job, you're doing the job, and the client is asking you to do things that you don't agree with or you think are unreasonable or unethical or just inappropriate. It will take some courage to say no. And this is also something that can be very difficult in a personal setting as well. Maybe some very close friends close family members maybe someone who's not that close is is asking you to do something to join something to be involved in something and for you to say no may upset that person they want you to do something but it's not what you want to do and you may feel a lot of pressure to just be agreeable and say yeah 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 sure oh yeah i can do it for free Yeah, yeah yeah oh i don't mind staying late no problem oh saturday and sunday yeah i can come in it's okay so we're not saying you should say no, but this may be the time where you need to go ahead and exercise that bravery and and say what you've been wanting to say and, and go ahead and say no to things. And this is, this is putting yourself or maybe through others through a little bit of short term pain or discomfort, but it's for the long term goal of moving yourself towards the better direction. It's going to be better for everyone in the long term.
0: I mean, it's so true. Um. And this is why the next action is one word, no. No. Because we talked about in this podcast, and you're not going to like this, but this isn't working for me. I'm afraid I can't do it anymore. The problem is, is that I blah, 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 But what are you basically saying?
1: No. Well, you know, I'll give you a real-world example. This actually came up between the last time we met and now. Oh, my goodness. I was in the studio. I was recording something, and we were recording in English. Uh, the But the, the main clients, English is not their first language. And I think the main decision maker, their English level was not very strong. And so they were continuously asking me to do certain things that, in my opinion, were increasingly inappropriate and just not... They're asking me to say things in a way that just doesn't make sense from an english-speaking perspective and in the first few i was kind of willing to to go ahead and 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 say things in a way that doesn't make sense uh use some wrong words use some wrong grammar put some phrasing and wrong emphasis on things and, and changing my pronunciation a little bit we were switching between an american pronunciation and a british pronunciation in the middle of sentences and and I, certainly uh, it, it was frustrating for me but i'm trying to satisfy the client and at a certain point, we'd gone over time. This, this is a job that really didn't need to take that long, but it was starting to take a long time. We were already well over time, and the requests were getting increasingly ridiculous, and they were adding no value to the project. They were actually just destroying it because it, it was almost starting not to make sense anymore, the stuff they were having me say. And, and at a certain point, I just I remember the very last one, uh, I think they said, you know, uh, for this word, can you, can you say uh, instead of like decided, they said, you know, can you say decided duh? You know, decided, duh, the, the decision, you know, you've already decided, duh. And I remember I can hear my own voice in my memory coming out. And, and they said, uh, oh, oh can, you, can you say it like this? And I remember I just replied, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry that I can't do that. That's beyond what I'm able to give you. I, I said that to them. I said, I'm sorry. I, I said, I can say decided. I can make it as clear as that, but I decided, duh, I'm not giving you. I just said no. And, and I did. I, I heard myself say it. I didn't intentionally choose to say it, but I just, they had pushed me too far on this one <laughs> night. And I just said, no. And I remember the voice I was using for the, for the commercial. It was pretty upbeat. You know, we were talking up here. And then you can also do this and you can do this. And I suddenly just came up with, no. <laughs> that is beyond the level of what I can give you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Aww. And that was, that was not a discussion. It was just a declaration. <laughs> and, and you know what? They actually didn't push me on it. That was, the, that was the last request. And I sent those last two sentences and I re, I recorded, you know, decided, decided. And they said, okay, thanks. Recording's done. Wow. So
0: that's a real life example that I just said, no. Yeah, or else you would have just keep wasting your time going down a rabbit hole and just... Nonsense, with nonsense requests. And, you know, this is why we talked about it in this particular podcast of, like, you're not going to like this, it isn't working for me, blah blah because blah. it's a lot easier for you to say all those things than it is just to say no. But that's why this is the next action, because you can get to that place where you recognize it, this is not where I should be going, and to say no at least three times to three things this week it's really going to put you in the driver's seat yeah some people are going to respect you after that you
1: know they didn't ask me to keep doing it after that they were like okay okay it's it's actually okay you know so and in sometimes saying no is what is taking a leadership role actually mm. you know by saying what we're not going to do that's also a way to lead by sometimes saying we're not going to go that direction we're not going to do this now is it scary it can be are they going to call me again i don't know you know that they they may not call me or that particular person in the organization may have some unhappy feelings about that. Or on the other hand, they may feel grateful that I said, hey, listen, this is not the direction we wanna go. And they say, oh, okay. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they're trying to lead and they don't know. Oh, let's let's do it like this, let's do it like that. They're suggesting things. Clearly they're not an expert on what they're suggesting. They're just trying to lead as well. And so by me, maybe I raised a lid a little bit, I don't know, I came in and said, we're not gonna do that. Maybe they were actually able to relax and say, Oh, okay. He has said we're not going to do that. So if, <laughs> if he if he is telling us what we're going to do, then maybe I don't need to try to lead this. This guy's leading. Because mm. up until that point, I wasn't leading, was All I? Right, right. I was following. Maybe I should have led earlier. So maybe I upset them and they're not going to call me again. Or maybe they said, oh, actually, you know what? This guy is great because we can make suggestions and he'll tell us whether it's the right thing or not. Mm. So who knows? Maybe I should have done it years ago. You never know.
0: I love that. Yes. What a good story. (laughs) So happy this helps. (laughs) True
1: story. Just came up
0: in this last week. That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So uh, that's your next section. Say no. No. (laughs) All right. So in today's podcast, we talked about being a presenter. How to present. And this next action is going to be a little bit different than most of the next actions, but it's just as fundamentally practical um, as doing what we asked you to do or we suggested to do in the past for this. And and this we're going to go back to uh, old-school tactics, really. I want you to find two two-minute monologues, one of the hero, and one... Of the villain record the audio and the video and send it to two people one of those people will be in the industry of presenting or performing and the other will not and I want you to get the feedback on your presentation
1: That's fantastic to get two completely different points of view because actually sometimes for those of us who are in the industry, we've been in the industry for a long time, we sometimes start to lose sight of a lot of things. There may be a lot of little things that we've kind of forgotten about or maybe habits we've gotten into. So a fresh perspective from the audience, someone who doesn't know anything, sometimes can be more useful because we may be starting to focus on things that are a little bit too picky or maybe not actually that important to the audience, but it's important to us as an artist where for the audience member, maybe they didn't care that you didn't do this part or that part. Maybe they were distracted by the color of shirt you wore, or, you know, maybe, maybe they were, they were wondering why didn't you do this other thing? You know, so it's great to get two different perspectives of people with two different worlds, because if you do have an audience and some of them are professional speakers and some of them are not they're all equal audience members at that point, right? And you want to satisfy them both equally if you can. And, of course, just going back to the learn from doing and learn from getting that feedback. So if you can practice this speech, and you're also stretching yourself because you're coming at it from two very different angles, the hero and the villain, which we both have a, we all have a hero and a villain inside of us somewhere, right? So we... <laughs> we <laughs> I mean, not me, of course. I'm all hero. But... Um, <laughs> no villain here but uh yeah so if you you do these things you practice you can watch it back you can get your own feedback as well see how you feel about it and get other people's perspective as well so learn by doing and you get that great feedback perspective plus you have it documented so again as time goes by you can potentially come back to it later and see how you view it from your future self
0: that's it so go do it do it. Uh, do, it. Uh, do it. Find two two-minute monologues, the hero, the villain, record the audio and the video, find two people, one in the industry, one not, and send it to them and get their feedback.
1: Yeah. And the other great thing about this is that these are, in theory, written by professional professional writers. And if you're watching it in a film, you know you've watched a professional actor deliver it. So you've got a good example to copy if you want. You you don't have to just come up with your own idea of how to write it, what to say, how to do it. So you've got a template to follow, which is also nice.
0: Yeah. This is a simple enough one. It's just a matter of, you know, if you want to be a, a presenter and you want to learn how to present, you gotta see how you present. Yeah. And you gotta see how the audience takes your presentation. So mm-hmm. yeah, go go get it done. Just do it. All right. All right, and so today's podcast we talk about getting jobs how to get the right job you know we have to know if we're working for an organization that can be trusted they have to know if they can trust you and it's this next action is simple these this this next action is so simple it's it's a matter of doing it create five interviews for yourself this week how you do that send out 50 emails, see who replies. And that's it.
1: That's right. You've got to actually put yourself out there. If you want something to come back to you, you got to put something out first. You know, occasionally, you know, maybe opportunities will just float your way, but in general, if you want to be anywhere related to this industry, you need to be reaching out. So if you put 50 out, you may get five back. Five would be five would be pretty good if you sent 50. Uh, these days, you know, if you reach out on LinkedIn, you're actually much more likely to get a response. A lot of people are willing to at least accept your request or engage with you. And then you need to be proactive. You need to be reaching out and letting people know, hey, uh, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is the kind of service I can offer. And another thing that that's really come out recently, there's a lot of, data showing that a lot of jobs, if you're looking for a traditional kind of job, a lot of jobs never get posted. There is no there's no online website where you can go and apply for that job. Or a lot of the job postings that are out there, they don't actually use any of those candidates who sent their thing in, right? So a lot of jobs do come from word of mouth or from someone you know. So you absolutely need to be contacting more people and just Making it so that more people know what you can offer. Letting people know, hey, this is a service that I provide. Mm. You're not trying to force people who don't want that service or who would never want that service, but the more people who know about your service, the more opportunity there is for someone to then find you for that service. Either they're a company who directly uses the kind of stuff you do or they know someone who does. And when their friend says, oh, you know what? I really need an MC. If they already know your work and they know you and they like you, they can say, you know what? I know a guy who does that or I've seen a guy I remember a guy messaged me about that you can take a look at his stuff even if they don't directly endorse you they can at least pass on your contact which gives you the opportunity to present yourself as best as you can which at least you have the opportunity and so there you go in your interview and you're you're already a presenter right you're presenting yourself to a one-person audience or maybe several people to try to get yourself that job but the first step is people have to know you exist
0: yeah so it to be more specific uh you know when i say emails i mean ways of contacting people right so could be emails with your cv it could be um a, a, vo- a video or a voice message on somebody's um instagram not instagram well i guess you could use instagram but like facebook linkedin you know other ways to contact people than just sending out an email and a CV from a job post on a classifieds. You know what I mean? Like, There's just so many other ways to go about doing this. Who? More than likely if you've already worked for somebody before it's easier to contact them and say, hey, did you need to work again? If they say no you can still recontact them at some point. Maybe they don't want to work with you because you've said no in the past.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's the easiest way to get that work. So if you are looking to get a job, it really is just a matter of word of mouth. And sometimes it starts with your mouth. Absolutely. And if you start with the 50 emails,
1: you can be very systematic about it. You can send 50 emails, see what kind of response you get, how many responses, the quality of responses. Next, you can go ahead and do 50 Instagram posts. Okay.
0: I said get five, five, five interviews. Yeah. Five jobs. Yeah. Yeah. If it means that you didn't get five out of the fifty emails you sent, well, guess what, David? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. You got to either do fifty more, or you got to find another platform.
1: Right. You yeah. can try
0: fifty. You can add fifty people on
1: LinkedIn. You can leave fifty Instagram comments. You can you can make fifty posts on TikTok or on Twitter. Find different ways to reach out and see what response you get. Uh,
0: TikTok. I mean, okay. <laughs> look at me resisting this now i'm i'm i i would say this for me i would probably stick with what's comfortable first and see if i can get the five message people on signal (laughs) (laughs) what's the new one Uh, we me myspace we me okay Me, me we something you know i have i have i do have a lot of friends on myspace so whatever it is whatever that platform is Just do it. Get it done. Get a job. Right. Just send them out. Yeah. All right. We look forward to hearing from you too. Let us know if you got the job. All right. In today's podcast, we're talking about setting up your YouTube and Instagram, essentially how to promote and has set a structure for success, you know, a plan of action. And, you know, we said it a lot we're going to repeat again with this next action. It really is just do it. There's nothing else to be said other than that. But if you wanted some specific next action steps, go to YouTube, create an account, go to IG, create an account and post three videos. The first video is an introduction of yourself. The second video is an introduction of what you do. And the third video is going to be asking how you can help So even if this vision that you have of yourself or this, you know, this YouTube page or this Instagram page or this Facebook page doesn't go viral, you'll at least have the knowledge and the footage of how to do that. And I think that for me is more valuable than maybe even the, the physical posting on the digital platforms. Like We say physical, but like digital platforms. Doing those three videos, just posting it out there, This is, a, this is a really good
1: start because saying who you are and what you do and asking how you help is, is something that you can continue to do starting now until the rest of your life. Very, very many situations you're going to be in. You're going to have to introduce who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then a great, amazing bonus that is often left out would be saying, you know, how can I help? Or this is the way I generally help. There, there is very few situations where those three kind of comments are not going to be welcome. Hey, this is my name. Uh, I'm this kind of person. I do this kind of stuff. Is there anything I can help with? These are the kind of things I normally help with. Showing up somewhere offering help is pretty welcome. Showing up, introducing yourself and offering your help and telling people what you do is something you are going to continuously be doing. For the rest of your life. So the better you are at doing it, and the more people want to hear it, the way you deliver it, this is going to be something that's going to continuously
0: pay you back. Yeah, it's so it's it's actually quite invaluable, really. Um, and you know, we talked about recording things and videoing yourself before sending it to people. Now this is just a chance for you to do that and get it out into the world. And look if you want to do some professional level first of all don't procrastinate just so that you can get to that professional level oh i need this and i need that we are at a place in technology right now where it's so highly advanced that even your phone can do what we could have done five to ten years ago and they still had these platforms right so it's like yo bro Just do it. You know what I mean? Just get yourself sorted out there. And we're not even telling you to send it to anybody. (laughs) Yeah, this is just for you. This is just get yourself started. Set it up and just know you have it. Yeah, this is
1: a great start. Once you've got the ball rolling, it's easy to continue.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, it's, it's, it's more of setting up your vision for the future. And if you can enroll some other people or your team, maybe your team has people that are going to help you with this. Maybe your team has some lighting guy or a camera guy that really wants to work on this, and now all of a sudden you can film it in a professional setting. Great. And that's the way you're already
1: helping. Find some people who want to make a video. Do you know someone who wants to practice their makeup, practice their lighting, practice their camera work? Reach out to those people and say, Hey, I have a way that I can help you To create something put that team together and now you and your whole team have a video that you can each use to push forward together what it is they're hoping to do
0: totally agree get it done vocal vision